David and this is the Hypothetic RL. Joining me today is podcast king, sideline and referee, official, uh, commentator. Uh, what else are you, Big T? What else can I say that you do? I'm sitting patiently in a car. That's, that's something I have to do a lot. <laughs> I sit patiently in cars. Lots of, lots of sitting patiently. I always love when you do your intros for people and you tell you say you're sitting patiently. Is there ever anyone who doesn't sit patiently, who just sits No. You know just as well as I do that rugby league people are very patient and loving people. They're the best people to talk to. One thing I also am at the moment is an interior decorator because I just recently put together a ridiculously small room, uh, which I you know, sh- shot a whole bunch of NRL uh, posters out of a cannon, essentially all over some walls. That's awesome. uh, and, and it's incredible. I mean, you've seen it because you, you chastised me on how few Parramatta posters there were. Is, is there any Parramatta posters on that wall? There is. There is a huge one of, of Semi Radradra. Oh, okay. Fair I'm enough. screaming down the sideline. And it's one of my favorite posters because you can see the ball boys and girls in the background running alongside them, running alongside him. And even though they're extremely blurred in the background, they are overjoyed with his break. And it is a beautiful scene. And I think about those kids often if they, if they remember that moment themselves mm-hmm. of that pure adulation watching him. Because I certainly know I, there were heaps. There's one particular game, I can't remember who it was against maybe Brisbane, hmm. I was sitting in a pub by myself and he made a break from about the 10 middle line yep. and just stepped people, dummied, turned people inside out and scored in the corner and I was just so overjoyed to watch him play football. And so to have been an eight or nine-year-old running alongside him watching him do it would have just been phenomenal for those kids. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, he was amazing to watch. Like, one of the most amazing players I've ever seen play. I mean, I know he didn't have a very long NRL career, but just so so dynamic like you don't yeah yeah and and you watch him and the way he hit the he hit guys with the ball and without the ball um and just just amazing you know um you know i love mike acevo he's a he's a very very good player but he's just missing that little bit of brute strength that that i think rad radra had um and it's quite interesting. I remember because I watch. The, oh, we can we can talk about all three grades. I'm going to break up all three grades here. I I always go and see when they had it under twenties, um, the reserve grade and the the first grade. And I remember the very first time I saw his name, and I thought it was a misprint because I thought they've written Rad, Rad, <laughs> Ra, and I'm thinking this, someone's type, his name's something, and they've stuffed it up, and then. Of course, you know, we, well, we didn't know who he was. And then all of a sudden, there's like, once I saw him play the first time, even the first game he played in under-20s, he was just like that. Like, just this, this huge guy who just hit everyone as hard as he could and ran super fast. And, you know, anyway, we lost him. But, you know, same as we watched that. Same as we've lost RTS, but he might come back. You never know. They always yes. come back to the, to the uh, Superior game. So, they'll be back. That's right. Speaking of losing people as well, I watched a game, it would have been one of our Easter games, and it may have been 2017, 2018, mm. at ANZ, and every time Tedesco touched the ball, mm. the crowd felt like something was on, and then every time Rodrigo on the other side touched the ball, it always felt like something was on, yeah. and it was such a f- phenomenal crowd to be in, because it just, neither neither of us were playing particularly well, it would have been the bottom eight mm. that year, but... Yeah. um. It, that game just felt like we were both quite even, and then specifically those two players on either side of the ball 
it was just a fantastic game where it really did feel like anything could happen because those two guys were just an absolute peak freak mode where they could do epic freak tries from either end of the field. Um, it was a great game to watch. I, you, I think you would have won that one. I, I vaguely remember you winning that one by two or four, but it was... Um, yeah. I remember thinking Rod Roger was the difference. He actually did win one of the breaks. I don't think Tedesco did that game, but... Yeah, great, great reminiscing. That's why those that's why those posters are my um, my newly found love for interior decorating with um, big league mags is, is yeah. taken off. No, it's good. It's it, I'd love to have a room like that. It sounds uh, you could just lock yourself away and have to worry about anything, and um, you know just Take look a few at deep all the things. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. It does it does look like a panic room, but uh, you know that's hundred <laughs> percent, and it would make people panic uh, certainly. And unfortunately, I haven't yet got a a poster of scott prince but i'm certainly hoping that that does eventually pop up in my life and that is that is the perfect segue and that's why you're the perfect perfect guest for a podcast (laughs) because uh we're gonna i think we'll we'll stop the introduction there and i think we'll move on to the event well it's not really an event when it's a well it's an event okay so we'll move on to the event for this podcast um so it's time to kick off so let's get this thing on. So the event for this podcast is, well, I suppose you'd say the event is the signing of Scott Prince by the Gold Coast Titans from the West Tigers. So uh, did you want, you probably want to take a bit of lead on this one, but basically what we're going to say is that Scott Prince re-signs with the Tigers rather than being one of the first Titans players signed and continues his Tigers career right to the end, I'd imagine. Yeah, in fact, essentially that's what it is. He, he never signs with the Titans in my in my thing. He, he signs with the Tigers and then eventually goes back to the Broncos. And that's nothing against the Titans. It's just that I really wanted um, some Scott Prince time. And when I started this rabbit hole of Scott Prince stays, what happens? Mm. Um, it was so fantastic. But but I know that you also mildly enjoyed yourself uh, while creating. You know how, how you were also going to tell your Scott Prince story. Oh, yes, yeah. So uh, just before we started recording, and, and T has now said that I have to say it again, uh, <laughs> I, I've nerded out, I've, I've created a, a spreadsheet. I actually did it as a bit of an experiment for, a, for an upcoming podcast I'm going to do as well. Um, and I basically, I just put the table in for the years 2007 to 2013, which is the last part of his career. Um, and basically what I've done is I've assigned a value to Scott Prince of how many games that he would win. Um, there's there's two different ways that he can win you a game. There's if you're within six points, you could, he could win you the game there. But you only get one of those a year, but basically you get, a, a like I say, a plus six. So basically if the Tigers lose by four in a, in a game in a season, then I can give them that victory. And there's also a win game without, like, basically they could have got thrashed in that game, and I'll just say Scott Prince gets them over the line. So it's a little bit of poetic license in a way. It's a little bit of liberty I take, but uh, I'm looking towards doing that because I am going to do a podcast eventually about the Storm and their salary cap, and I'm going to make them shed two of their two of their stars. So we're going to oh, just see. and then see what happens. We're just going to see what happens. Um, That's an excellent idea. The problem is, is that, I have I have the four the four major stars. So you're talking, you know, Cronk, Slater, Smith, and Inglis. Um, mm. The problem is is that I then have to put them into other teams. So I have to assign how much I think they're worth uh. to the other teams, and that also makes it all a bit confusing too. And I I've obviously they're not worth the same every year. I've sort of 
um, sort of giving them a little bit of like a bell curve kind of thing. So like, you know, Inglis gets a lot more victories for your team, but for a shorter period, whereas Smith gets less victories for your team, but does, does it over the whole period. So I've tried, mm. and, and then I've thought to myself, but then I have to be the Melbourne Storm and select which ones I'm going to shed and which ones I'm not going to shed. Cause they don't have to get rid of all four. They can just get rid of two of them. Um, so I've already started it and then I realized I'm going to get through, do one iteration of this and then go, oh, maybe I should try it this way. So I might have to write some kind of um, analysis. I don't know. I might have to just reinvent time. So you know, <laughs> I'm just not sure how I'm going to do it. But anyway, we'll, we're getting way off topic. Let's let's go back to Scott Prince. So now it's time to rewind. I'm... I apologise I didn't do a lot of research into Scott Prince. I obviously know that um, he didn't start with the Tigers. He started with the Cowboys. Is that correct? That's right, in 98. Yep. Yeah. And so, and I amazingly, that's with Tim Sheens. Yes, that's right. Well, I suppose that's part of the reason why he ended up at the, at the Tigers, was Tim Sheens coming, mm-hmm. coming across. Um, so I seem to remember him having a lot of... He was a good prospect um, coming through, and I seem to remember he had a lot of injury problems when he played for the Cowboys, he didn't he didn't play all those seasons. But I might be mistaken there. But I thought that um, he didn't quite reach his potential early on until he sort of got to the Tigers. Yeah, so he had a lot of injuries, particularly when he went to Brisbane, and he also had mm. some family tragedies when he when he signed with Brisbane. Um, he was a little bit injury prone. Cowboys, we looked good. It was when he went to Brisbane that really it all fell apart. And he was there for three seasons and he played just over twenty games. So, and all of these stats aren't coming from a brain. It's obviously from the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew Arrow. Piece. So thanks for, for that website, sir. But um, I mean, can I can I launch into my story? Yes. I mean, I can tell you a bit more about his backstory actually, maybe before we launch because I'll need to do some prefacing. But but Scott Prince played for Australia. Played uh, in in 05 and 08. He played for Queensland in 04 and 08. He's in the PM thirteen. And seven, eight, and twelve is an indigenous all-star from ten to thirteen, mm-hmm. and then and then the teams that he played for with, with the Cows, Boys, the Broncos, the Tigers, the Titans, and and then the Broncos again. Mm-hmm. But the times that he's playing for Australia, Queensland, uh, PM thirteen, Indigenous All Stars, they're all either in 05 or mm-hmm. 04, 05, and then the rest of it is in the time that I'm talking about. So he really does peak while he's at the Titans, mm-hmm. and that's incredible because he's great for us, and then is better for the Titans, but he has so much injury problems. Well, I think that's enough of the history of Scott Prince. So I think it's time we fast forward and I'll get you, uh, T, to go through what you think would have happened if he stayed with the Tigers. Well, I think that's enough of the history of Scott Prince. So I think it's time we fast forward and I'll get you, uh, T, to go through what would have happened if he stayed with the Tigers. In my reality, in the big T-verse, Scott yep. Prince stays at the Tigers until 2012, mm-hmm. at which time he then moves to Broncos. But with the strength and conditioning coach that we have at the Tigers, which seems to work really well with him, um, he stays healthy that whole time. Hmm. And also because he works so well with Tim Sheens at the Cows and then in 05, that, that also means that he's great. So I didn't take six plus each time. I only took, I think I only took two points. If we won, if we won or lost a game, sorry, if we lost a game by two points or less, so one mm-hmm. point or two point, then yeah. I, I felt like Scott Prince would have got us over the line. Okay. Um, and just in that those time periods. Yeah, well, that's fine. Well, I mean, what I did is I only gave you one game of that each year. So you're yeah. so you're basically saying that any game it's fairly close, which is which is fair enough. You know, someone who leads you around the park, a halfback like Scott Prince, is going to is going to get you victories in those you know in those games where you're losing by only two points. Um, and you've I, also got to remember the Tigers were very good in during this time as well. So yeah. I think it only happens once or twice in a year. We get thrashed a couple of times, which I ignored. Mm. But I think we only I think I only changed about two or three games. Okay. Overall, over about four years. Um, it's just with the games that we never actually played 
that there's a lot of poetic license that you're going to hear and, and roll your eyes at. Uh, but other fine. Tigers fans are going to um, are going to cream their jeans, so that'll yeah. be great. Well, we have we have a rule at Hypothetic RL is that if a game did happen, you basically just choose whoever won. Yeah. But the yeah. rule is that if the game never happened, you choose whoever you feel like would have won. So because yeah. you're the biggest Tiger, I know that when it's the Tigers coming up against teams they haven't played in finals... I have a feeling that the Tigers might win some of those, so um, we'll, we'll just we'll see what happens. Uh, did you want to? Did you want to just launch headlong into? Because I mean, this episode is not going to have a lot of backstory. We all know who Scott Prince is. There's no real point to talk about uh, the history of the Tigers and the Titans. We all kind of know, you know, the ti- Titans come in in 2007, and obviously Scott Prince and Luke Bailey are their two marquee signings. They're two guys that they try and build that that club around, um, and the Tigers. Obviously, winners in 2005, and you know they haven't won since. But like you said, you know we're successful. We're very, very close to it. So 2010, 2009, we're getting quite good. 2011, that kind of period. Um, so I think I might just let you launch straight into what you what's going to happen from 2007 onwards, and then I can launch into mine, and then we can have a bit of a discussion about that. Great. So, so the rep effects of him staying, uh, this means that he, he doesn't get injured during Game 3 of 2008's Origin Series because he, he's with a strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. He continues amazing partnership with Thurston, delaying Cooper Cronk's eventual selection. This is due to his stellar form. And Prince plays in the Anzac Test in 2010 when Thurston is injured, mm-hmm. um, and which would have which was actually Cronk in the real verse. Yeah. And for Queensland off the bench in 2010, he also plays for Queensland in their 2011 series win instead of the real verse Cronk. Mm-hmm. I'm cementing him in the incredible run, uh, which is also, I'm sure, a personal great thing for him that he gets to be part of that that huge amount of wins. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays in the Fourth Nation tournament for a game when uh, Locke is resting, which is what Cooper Cronk did in the real verse. Mm-hmm. And by 2012, Cronk, though, Cooper Cronk is too dominant and finally is selected for Origin and Australia over Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just looking at the reps tournament. So I, I personally love Scott Prince. He's probably the only Queenslander who I, who I love this much. And so I wanted to make sure that he was put into that dominant run and that he got some more mm-hmm. uh, Australian selections because he, he had some but I think he was good enough to have more and it was just injuries and Cooper Cronk that definitely that held well, him I mean, back a bit I think it's basically Cooper Cronk that gets in his way and like you said if he doesn't get injured in a few of those games he's in, he's in for selection It's he's one of those players like you, you point towards the quite a lot of them that where they, they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time you know there were a few yeah. Queenslanders like that so you know it's I, I'm happy to give him some I didn't go through reps but I'm happy that you gave him some rep jerseys because he did deserve more than he got um, so yeah, any, and, anyway. and he's playing well. He's playing well. He just gets injured. So and that, and then yeah. Cooper plays so well that they can't ignore it. And and as you just said, the sport for choice. We've got Lockyer Thurston, Cooper and Prince. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous time. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's talk about Tiger effects. All right, <clears throat> you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate the first one. 2009, we make the finals. In the real verse, it's the Eels. Um, they're eighth with the same points as us. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, you guys beat us on for and against that year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm suggesting it's reasonable to think that one of the four games that we lost by two points or less during that season would have been changed if Prince was there, mm-hmm. particularly when you see how well the Titans eventually played that year and they came third yep. in the real verse. As, we can, um, as we've taken the Eels' place at eighth, we can also assume <laughs> that the Tigers go on that crazy run that the Eels did and make the 09 grade final um, like you guys did mm-hmm. in the real verse. We can also say in the big T verse that we win that grand final game, <laughs> and we say that as Prince is better half than Kronk, which we've talked about in the rep thing. Yeah. Um, and in the real verse, the Tigers played the Storm twice that year, 
and winning one, losing one, but we ended up with a better for and against over those two games, 28 to 20. So using a kind of hypothetic way of reasoning, we took the Eels, spot the Eels did this so we could do that, and looking at past games we played that year, we, we were the better team. All the right. Tigers win the only grand final, 28, uh, sorry, 24-18. The Clive Churchill medal goes to Gareth Ellis, who is solid in defence and provides two... Uh, to respective fast play the ball, which result in tries. Mm-hmm. And this win over the storm also helps the NRL community writ large as only one premiership, the 07 premiership, is later stripped. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's boosted by the amazing form, uh, boosted by the amazing form that Prince is in with his team. Benji Marshall is amazing in the Four Nations, uh, the Four Nations comp, and wins his first golden boot in 2009. Mm. The, the only thing about that is you could have you possibly made the Tigers defeat the Knights if they did lose to them in the 2009, and then the Tigers get to finish 7th and we still get 8th. But that's okay. I'll let, uh... I'll let you, I'll let you, um, I'll let you do that. That's, like our That's cute. Well, th- this is good that you've seen another way. You know, I, w- I don't want to kick the eels out. I loved you guys in 09. It's just that That's that was fine. what just happened to me in front of me. No, no, it's all good. Look, the 09 eels are a, are a, a weird blip in the radar of Parramatta that didn't... We, I mean, we we got to that final and, you know, it was amazing. It was an amazing run. But, you know, it's it was like one of those games... You know when you watch those... Um, yeah, the longest yard or one of those kind of sports movies yeah, where, yeah, yeah. you know, and then they get to the end and then the bad guys are there and they defeat them at the end. Well, it's like watching that except you get to the end of the movie and all of a sudden the guys that you don't like have won and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, fine, we didn't win. So, anyway, um, no, that's fine. Look, I don't mind if the Eels miss out 2009. It means I don't have to sit there in 2009 yeah. watching them lose a grand final. So Yeah, so you don't have to live with that horrible memory. There you go. So I'm helping you and the, and the community writ large. 2010 rolls around. We have no um, close losses to reverse all season, mm-hmm. except for one. Yep. There's only one game which happens in the preliminary final against the Dragons, mm-hmm. which in the real verse we lost by one point, yep. uh, but not obviously in the T-verse. In the T, in the real verse, we lost the Roosters every time we played them during that season mm-hmm. as well, losing, importantly, uh, a close final. It's reasonable in the T-verse to think that we amend that loss being the comparatively better team all year because we finished fourth, the Roosters finished sixth. Mm-hmm. So in that year, when we when we play the Roosters in a weird one, uh, we end up beating them thirty to six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the score a lot I made up. The Clive Churchill in that grand final goes to Lottie Dakiri, who scores twice and defuses two bombs, uh, and he's the first winger to ever win the Clive Churchill. Uh, this makes the Tigers the first team since Super League to go back to back. Robbie Farah in his team humming so well finds the extra two points needed to replace Todd Carney as the Daly M award winner for that year and again everyone the the rugby league community rejoices mm-hmm. and Benji give Benji Marshall in the reverse gets a golden boot and so he wins two in a row um, and the Tigers win two grand finals in a row wow okay that's good you know I'm yeah. a secret Tigers fan, so this isn't terrible for me. I don't mind. You know that <laughs> the Eels people on Eels. Twitter are going to hate this, but I don't care because it's fine. I actually don't mind if you win two in a row. Oh, wait, 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 because now it's 2011. Mm-hmm. And the Tigers, again, only had one close loss. And by mm-hmm. close loss, I still mean by two points or less. Obviously, yeah. in the T-verse, a healthy Scott Prince would reverse that result. So the game uh, was the finals game against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, So we've reversed that one. This is also a fair change as we beat the Warriors every time we played them that year. So mm-hmm. uh, you know it was very frustrating in, re- in the real verse. 
Tigers take the Warriors spot and beat the beatable Storm and then face the Seagulls in the grand final. Yeah. In the real verse, we had played the Eagles once that year and beaten them by two, and so it's a fair assumption in the T-verse <laughs> that we do the same here. Jesus, you're throwing around. <laughs> All right. Don't, yeah. you love the, don't you love the one year we lost to the Roosters so many times, and so it's reasonable to assume that we would beat them this one, but now I'm using it the other way around. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. enjoying this too much. No, Steve Menzies plays a great, plays a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scores to put them within two points at the death, but Lyon can't convert it. The Tigers win 12-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. The Clive Churchill medal in that one goes to Keith Galloway, Galloway, who dominates the Manly Pack. Benji finds the two points he needs during that season and ties Cam Smith for a Dally M medal as well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, by 2012, the Tigers' window finally closes and the T-verse starts to slowly dissolve back into the real verse. Yep. Um, now, I'm, sh- I'm sure like those movies you just talked about then, whether it's the longest yard or one of those baseball movies, and at the very end they kind of show you what happens, you know, when, when those kids grow up. Yeah. And so, so there's also some future credits that I've got for this. Being with the Tigers and winning the rep teams uh, means Prince never came close to collecting the most losses award. Mm-hmm. And although Gallon eventually gets it, Prince never gets it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince retires in 2014, and he's made a life member, a Tigers life member, in 2017, mm-hmm. and is inducted into the Rugby League Hall of Fame in 2019. Robbie Farrow is inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2024. Tim Sheens and Jack Gibson are both inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2024. They're the first coaches to be inducted. Mm-hmm. And Benji's so happy with his time at the Tigers, never feels the need to go to Union. He does go to the Dragons, then Broncos, then Tigers again in 2018, and retires happy with Chris Lawrence in 2020. Benji is inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2025, and is later named an immortal in 2030. Okay, that's wow. The end. <laughs> that's a great story. I love that one. I, I think that was that was brilliant. There was Thank giving you yourself sir. three in a row is the only thing that ticks me off in the whole thing there because we because <laughs> we have the last three in a row and you can't take that from us. But yeah. all right, now look, look, that was you lost you lost one of your three in a row last week, didn't you, to Newtown? So. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. You're okay. It's fine. It's no problem. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose in that way. <laughs> Although we did, um, I believe. In in reserve grade, which was called, still called the New South Wales Cup, and, and it theoretically is the New South Wales Rugby League because National Rugby mm. replaced it. I do believe that Parramatta won two and Wentworth won one, which was our feeder. So we kind of won three in a row there too. But that's okay. That's, oh wow! Yeah, at some point we did. I, I I know we got I know we got um we won one as Parramatta, then won one as Wentworthville, and I don't know if we won a third one. But anyway, that's fun. I remember at the time trying to claim that and think because that's the only thing you can claim as a Neil's fan. Just claim what you can. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, that's good. I, I like that. Uh, look, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go through the results from my one. My ones I have no one winning Clive Churchill medals or Dalliems because. I was having way too much fun by then, just, just yeah. littering the whole Tiger team. So I'm not, I'm not at all surprised you didn't be that. I can, ridiculous. I can give some Clive Churchill. I can give some Clive Churchill medals because I'm, because I'm going to change some grand finals here. So we'll see how we okay. go. All right. So in 2007, we have, um, we give the Tigers uh, a plus six over the Eels in one of their games. So if I even took a game off the Parramatta Eels, so that's how much I, I like you guys. So I gave the the Tigers a plus six. I gave the because um, I have to do things to the Titans too, so I gave the Titans an, a negative six against Cronulla, and I made the Titans lose against Parramatta, so that it evened out for us. Um, so what ends up happening in the 2007 uh, finals is the Tigers finish in eighth position. Yay! Uh, so you make the finals, uh, and you beat the Storm. 
because I'm just because you have to get an extra win. So I gave you the plus six to get you the finals, and then gave you the win against the Storm to not to uh, defeat them. Um, the next week, that means the Tigers play the Warriors and the Eels play the Storm. I couldn't let you beat the Warriors, not in 2007, and I couldn't let Parramatta beat the Storm. So I still let the Storm get through. Um, but because of the way that it repositions everything, the Seagulls end up playing the Storm in the prelim, which means that the Storm win because they win the grand final. And the Cowboys make the grand final. So I've got a Storm Cowboys wow. grand final in 2007, which the Storm still wins. So I, I still give them their premiership. They still get it, but they get to defeat the Cowboys rather than the Seagulls. Um, okay. Not a, not a huge change. Um, 2008, I decide that you guys can get your plus six win against the Warriors. And you can also beat Canberra in the regular season. It doesn't get you to the finals, though. It gets you a game away from the finals. But it does play around with the finals a bit. It means that um, we get a grand final of the Sharks and the Seagulls. But the Seagulls, wow. the Seagulls defeat them 40-0 still. So the Sharks, the Sharks still can't win their premiership. But they do get to a grand final. So um, I don't know if that's good for Sharks fans. I don't know. With what I just said about Eels fans, it would be better if we didn't make the grand final. Yeah, I, I don't have done think that it would have been. But yeah, anyway, yeah. and they get to lose against the Seagulls for a third time in a grand final. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's good for them. Uh, now, as we go forward, the the Titans get, get less... Uh, the Tigers and Titans get a little bit less um, difference because we get into 2009. He's, he's, he maybe it's a little bit of a difference. I, think, I don't think the Titans... Maybe they pick up a better player and they don't lose the six-point one, so they're only just losing a game. Um, so we go into the 2009 finals, and the Tigers get a win over the Storm in the regular season. That means that the Storm now don't now Storm now finish in sixth position at the end of the season. The Eels finish in seventh, and the Tigers finish in eighth. So the first game, which Parramatta played the Dragons, the Tigers play the Dragons. And just because we don't like the Dragons on this podcast, we're going to say the Tigers defeat them from 8th position. <laughs> the Eels had played the Bulldogs in that final series and beat them, so they win. The Storm will beat the Titans, and the Seagulls will beat the Broncos. So then we end up with the Tigers against the Bulldogs, and I don't think you guys are going to beat the Bulldogs in 2009. Um, uh. So And then we defeat the Dragons. Um, I mean, I'm happy for you to beat the Bulldogs, and we can play you in the grand final. Let's amend that. Here we go. We're just going to amend it. The Tigers play it's, the yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, it's got Prince podcast. He wins. Yeah. Hooray. The Tigers defeat the Bulldogs and the Eels defeat the Dragons. So then the Seagulls come up against the Tigers and lose. And the uh, Eels defeat the Storm because it just has to happen. Like, eventually we had to win one. And we're just going to say, because they lost in the first round, they've got no confidence. And they're going to lose to the Eels. So it's going to be an Eels-Tigers grand final. And I'm going to give it to us. Still going to give it to Paramount. Yeah, fair enough. Because we had yeah, beaten you okay. that year. And I think we would have... I think that was the year, um, you know, that's a bit of a payback for 2005 that we should have been in the grand final and won it. But anyway. Uh, also, that, that's, um, that means that was 7th and 8th. 7th yes. and 8th drove all the way through the final series and ended up in the grand final. So it's a, that's a fairy tale one right there either way. Yes. And also, just to be at that grand final, to have that, that fan base, 
both of those fan bases that have such a love-hate relationship with each other mm-hmm. and have come to have had to won so many of those finals games to get to that. That would have mm-hmm. been such an incredible grand final. Well, so that's why I had the Bulldogs-Eels one because I kind of... That, that preliminary final in 2009, Parramatta versus the Bulldogs, is mm-hmm. for a prelim is one of... Like, imagine if that was the grand final, that would have been gone mental. So I, I'm happy yeah. to change it to Tigers and have the Tigers go there. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. As long as we get that victory, I'm happy. I just need 2009 yeah, and- in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Scott Prince. Um, we'll move on to 2010 because 2010 might might make you feel a bit better. So the Tigers don't need to win any extra games because they're already in the finals. So we're going to leave them where they are. We're not going to we're going to hold the in our back pocket they, our little plus six in our our um, one game win. Oh, excellent! Mm. So the Tigers are going to get to the prelim, and because of the fact that the Tigers. Well, the way that it basically turns around, I've I've got a couple of changes because of other things with tight what the Titans end up doing. So the Titans end up in different positions. So they end up having to play the Tigers in the first round, and mm. rather than the Roosters. So the Roosters are up one position. So they're playing the Warriors instead. So the Tigers beat the Titans, and then they are one of they're the second highest winner. So they go into the prelim straight to the prelim. They end up coming against the Roosters, and that's the game. In reality, where the Tigers lose by five points, I believe, or four points. Or three, it's, I think. Is that the one like where that? he kicks... Yeah, he kicks a field goal and then they score. I think goal. they lose by four. I think it's 19-15. So we'll, use okay. our, so we'll use our plus five on that one. Gets the Tigers over the line. So they're going to win 21-19. Um, and then they'll go into the grand final. But on the other side of this, of this prelim, the Raiders have defeated the Panthers in the first round. And then the Raiders have defeated the Warriors, and the Raiders come up against the Dragons. And oh. uh, as we all know, what happens when the Raiders play the Dragons in this time period, they yeah. win. So we're going to have a Tigers Raiders grand final, a repeat of 1989. And the Tigers are going to win. And the Tigers are going to win it. The Tigers are going to win that 2010 grand final. You, you get one. So Over Canberra as well. That's Canberra. very sweet. So that's a very mm. sweet one. Um, uh, also, that's the second time that the that this podcast has given the 2010 Grand Final to the West Tigers. Yeah, no. We just keep giving it to them. That's so great. Oh. I love it. I love it. 2010 was obviously our year. There's, there's, well, that's, that's, well, yeah, it's that one. That's one of the ones we definitely do. We just keep taking it off the Dragons because we just want to do that. So that's what we're doing. Every time I talk to, well, I talk to your associate, Mr. Carboni, uh, Don Carboni, as we call him, um, and, uh, and I talk to Michael from Rubber League Digest, both Dragons fans, both have to apologize to them because I, they're great guys, but I just don't like their team. Sorry. I grew up next to some. I grew up next to some Dragons fans, and they always gave me gave me oh, such a hard time. So, I think it's just shaped me not liking them at all. Um, Two thousand and eleven. You can write the heels off, so we don't have to talk about them. But the Tigers are still in that top four. Um, the Tigers are going to. What I've done is by this time. I haven't because it's 2011. It's getting closer to the end of his career. I haven't given him as many push-ups. I've only given him one game push-up. So we get them Tigers against the Dragons in the first round of the finals, and they win. Uh, in the second round, they had I believe they'd lost in the second round to the Warriors, but we're going to now give them the, the second round win, um, get them into the prelim. They're going to defeat the Storm again because we're going to keep making him defeat the Storm. Um, yes. So the grand final in 2011 is going to be the Tigers against the Seagulls. Um, 
I don't know if we can take it off the Seagulls only because it's 2011 and I think they're a little bit too good for the Tigers. But we will give you a grand final for 2011. So basically you get a three grand finals in a row and you get the middle one. So I almost gave you three in a row. I just gave you three grand finals in a row. So oh, I love that. But I can beat the Eagles in the 2011 one because we beat them that year. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Um, it depends on your This rule. is your crazy rules. I just listened yeah, to your yeah. podcast and are now podcasting yourself back. I understand why I can't win 09. And and it really, out of the three years there, that was our weakest of the three years. So it makes sense. Mm. It's <laughs> lovely you even got us to the grand final there. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. That's no problem. Uh, look, um, and then we're going to go 2012. Uh, the Tigers get a an extra victory and they get to eighth position but they don't end up doing anything and end yeah. up getting beaten in, in the finals in 2012, but make the finals, which is at least something. Um, yeah. And then we can all just not talk about 2013 for the rest of history of, of time because that is one of the worst years of NRL I've ever seen. Um, it's We come last and you guys come third last or second last or whatever it is. I think it comes second last and I, I gave you one victory and got you to, I got you above the Dragons, which doesn't really do much, but, you know, that's... Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the last game, Scott Prince's last game, he wins instead of loses, and you guys get to finish fourteenth rather than fifteenth. So it's a good <laughs> yeah. finish. It's a good yeah. finish anyway. So yeah. Well, at least he's nowhere near his uh, his losses, most losses of everything. If he's playing that well with us instead of with the poor Titans. Exactly. Well, I mean, the poor Titans. They they had what two good seasons, I think, in that period. What two thousand and ten and. 2009 and in 2009 they crashed out of the finals like they lost two in a row didn't they lose both their finals games i think i don't remember i don't ever remember them winning a final game so that's probably sounds about yeah. right i think they might have lost both of them i know that i know the i know the eels beat them i don't know if they i think they might have lost in the first round to the broncos and then the eels beat them but i'm pretty sure that's what happened because i know that Parramatta's victory from eighth meant that the seagulls got knocked out who have, who'd finished fifth so that's always a sweet one for us as well but um i'm pretty sure that meant that and i know the knights didn't win so it must have been the broncos beating the titans so yeah all right well um who won who won your clive churchill in the in the 2009 eels victory over the tigers uh hmm. So that's a that's a good point. Let's see. Um, I mean, the first thing you think of is Hayne, but I'd love it to not be Hayne. No, I'd love him having no. a characteristically quiet game let's, and let's some, say, you know, the team has to step let's up. Let's say Fui Fui Moi Moi wins the Clive Churchill. Yes. Because his yes. try, like imagine imagine that, um, all right, what we're going to imagine is that it's not, um, Paramount doesn't go down 10 nil early, that it's a tight game and, and obviously the Tigers they're playing don't score 10 points and get way in front. We're going to imagine that it's like very tight, and then the very, very end, you get the the Moy Moy try and the uh, Eric Groth Junior try, and Parramatta just kick away and they win probably what, 16 10 or something. So we maybe take the first 10 points that Melbourne score away and just have you guys mm. scoring, you know. So it's it's tight all the way, and then there's just a couple of tries at the end that win it for us. That sounds good. So we'll give it to Fui Fui Moy Moy. That's great. And then in your grand final in 2010, we'll, go, we'll give it to Scott Prince. Just because we've got to give him some stuff. What do you reckon? Oh yeah, okay. Never really gave one to him. Yeah, no, that that's a good one. Let's do let's do that. Let's just say that, he, that we lost the grand final to win a grand final, and so he he leads us beautifully in that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I, th- I think that's I think that's good. Look, at, there's only it's pretty dry talking about spreadsheets. It's in front of me, so I know exactly what's going on. and I can see it all. But obviously, listeners aren't going to in, aren't going to be looking at it and going, "Oh, this is you know all these fantastic numbers and spreadsheets." But David, they'll know that you put in. They might not be able to see it, but they can hear all of the um, stuff you're talking about, which means that they know the amount of time and effort that you would have been. On, on the rugby league projects, trying mm. to find all the different bits and just so that you could talk to us for 20 minutes about how great Scott Prince is. You know, yes. that's a huge amount of love and, and effort. And so uh, the audience knows how great you are. Oh, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, look, I thanks thanks very much for, for bringing up Scott Prince as a topic. I, I wasn't sure what you were going to pick, actually. When I said pick a topic, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I knew it wasn't going to be a grand final or anything like that. So I thought, well, I mean, everyone would want it to be 88 or 89. And I just can't. Mm. I just also, it's so romantic for, for um, the Canterbury is such a dominant team that year so it makes so much sense and then also mm-hmm. Canberra wins that one and it's magical and everyone else in the world loves it except for Balmain Tigers fans so it'd be ridiculous to take them away whereas in this one we take a grand final we take two grand finals off Melbourne and we take um, one off no I take one off Melbourne I take one off St George they're probably not going to be happy about that mm-hmm. and then the 11 one's Manly no one cares about Manly winning another one so other than Dragons fans everyone else is going to be pretty happy with us um, taking those three grand finals, so this was a much better way to do it, and to and to give reverence to such a great player who's probably gonna, who probably won't be end up being a Hall of Famer, but mm. but probably had the talent and and everything else except for injuries go go for him. So he could have easily been a Hall of Famer, but he's probably not going to go there. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a shame for. For anyone in, in that position, is there's I can you can name quite a lot of players that were unfortunately put in that position where they just couldn't get to rep squads because they had someone just in front of them or they got injured just at the wrong time and uh, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of this happens with you know your gun juniors too you know you watch these guys come through and you think this yeah. guy's going to be anything and then they just get the injury just at the wrong time and someone else takes their spot and then they never really get there and you know it's. I, I'm kind of glad that we do this for Scott Prince because you know, from all accounts, he's a really like great bloke as well. So yeah, you know, great if, coach. That's right, and I mean, he's he's gone back to he's captain coaching up in Queensland Cup, isn't he? Is that what he's doing this year? Or? Oh, I don't know. He's he's massive into touch. I know that and he does an excellent job in touch, mm. but I, and I know he's um, heavily involved in the Brisbane Broncos uh, WNRL. So yeah, and they're super successful. So I'm not at all surprised about any of that. I did realise though that he um, he did win a Clive Churchill in 05 and captained that team. So as much as mm. I, I mean, I'm glad that we did a lot for him. But there's also people like. Blocker, Ciro Jr., Gary Jack and, and Tim Brasher, all those two guys mm. who I do love who didn't end up getting um, a grand final and, yeah. or, a, or a, a Clive Churchill. But but they all did get their rep honours and, and, and New South Wales honours and, and a lot of other stuff, which is yeah. why I left their prestigious careers alone. They're all in the media or doing other great stuff, so yeah. I mean, they seem I, to be okay. Look, I... I... Growing up as a Parramatta fan, and my second team was was Balmain, and you know, 80, 88 was pretty tough, and eighty nine was a lot tougher. But it wasn't even my team. You know what I mean? It was my second team. So, you know, I would have loved to have seen them win one of those. But like you said, you know, eighty eight, the the Bulldogs were pretty damn good, and that Raiders eighty nine team. Um, you know, I I don't know if you can do much to to stop either of those teams. They're just uh, no. You know they did pretty well to even be there, and it's just unfortunate that they did fall away after that, and they didn't they didn't sort of push into the nineties with with you know another grand final berth or something at least. Mm. Anyway. The other thing about 
the other thing about that Canterbury thing is it's kind of important for rugby league history to see Canterbury being so great during the 80s. Mm. But they'd only won in 80 and 84 at that time. So if they didn't win... Oh, the one eighty six. Another, sorry, well. 84, 85. No, you won 86. Oh, 84, 85. 84, 85. 80, 84, 85. Yeah. yeah, 80, 84, and 85. So if they didn't win 88, it kind of would have been the, the, just the front end. But they'd been in so many grand finals that year with you, with you mm. Manly, and, and Canterbury. So it's kind of also good historically that Can- Manly win in 87 and then Canterbury win again in 88. And it kind mm. of just feels like that's that's probably what should have happened with it, how dominant that team was. So was, although Bowman, it would be great for us to have one. It kind of it does make sense that Canterbury had it. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, well, um, I think that's all we can do for Scott Prince. I don't know if you want to want to talk about anything else, but I think we're pretty much pretty much done with with Scott Prince and his illustrious career that now includes uh, three grand final victories. So, well, four if you want to take your your point. So, oh, five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, three or four. I mean, I'm happy with either, David. I, I'm going to try and give him four, but I'm also happy to uh, settle with three, sir. So. No, so that's no problem. All right, well, um, I think we might leave it at there at that uh, and just uh, hope to hear you again soon on all your great podcasts. So, you know, like seven podcasts you've got running now. And, um, you know, do you uh, do you know when you're going to start doing this commentary for, for the uh, New South Wales Cup as well? Or? The 13th. Okay, cool. And it's not, for, it's not for New South Wales Cup. Um, hopefully that is eventual thing. But I've got to start. It's like it's like a normal. Oh, sorry, it wasn't New South Wales team. Cup. I got to start. That's right. Yeah, I got to start at the bottom, and then hopefully I'll make my way up to a New South Wales Cup. But I, I'll be just doing the um, the Laurie Daly Cup and the, and the Andrew Johns Cup, which I think is oh, under 16s right. and under 18s. Yeah, sorry, we're all still that. great. It's gonna be that's okay. Still great, great players. I'm excited about doing it. It's still gonna be live and and, mm. uh, and a challenge. So. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think, you know, it starts on the 13th. Um, cool. So That's hopefully cool. hopefully I don't ride Raja or someone's name and <laughs> assume that it's a typo and stitch it up. <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll be fine. You're always very good with, with names, especially uh, um, names of Ireland heritage and things like that. And, and when you don't get it right, you apologize to them, which is, which is great. So, um, you know, I... I don't know how to pronounce those names. I do my best with them, but, you know, like obviously yeah. in commentary, it would be very difficult. So, um, look, I'm sure they're not going to care if you don't get their name right the first time. As long as when they tell you what it is, you get it right the second time. You don't just yeah, start changing it. it. That's That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, well, mate. No problem. I'll uh, talk to you later then. Yeah, thanks, David. Okay, mate. Talk to you later. <laughs>